My name is Haley Winter. You're listening to How's the Pressure, a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes in the world of massage. Hey, everybody. Uh, It's another episode of How's the Pressure. I am excited to bring in Flo Vasquez, and we're going to talk about self-care. And I know self-care is one of those issues where you bring it up and everyone says, oh, because they know that they don't do it enough. And that is going to be the real issue we're going to tackle today, because we all know that it should happen. The question is, why not? And what can we do to help ourselves get there? What can, how can we get going in that direction? You know, if we're going to ask our clients to take care of themselves, then we better start doing it ourselves. Or we're going to fall out of integrity real fast. And we all talk the talk, and let's find out how we can walk the walk and let it be easy and fun. Now, Flo is a fellow teacher at McKinnon, so I've known her for several years. And she's an incredibly sweet woman with an infectious laugh and is deeply passionate about self-care. In fact, she runs the self-care workshop specifically designed for massage therapists. And I really wanted to get someone like her to sit down with me and tackle this issue. So, without further ado, I give you my conversation with Flo. So today we have Flo. Welcome, Flo. Hello. Thanks for coming in today. Of course. I'm really excited to have you in. Self-care is such an underrated piece of uh, the experience of massage therapists, and I think it leads to a lot of burnout, and I'm really excited to have you here to show us exactly what we're doing wrong and how we can do it better. So what are the most important benefits that massage therapists get from diligent self-care? Okay, diligent self-care already (laughs) right there. (laughs) Not enough people have diligent self-care, regular self-care. And you're right. That's when you experience the benefits. Hmm. And only then, if you make it a regular part of your lifestyle. So if you do this, then you do start to realize that your quality of life in general is better. Not just in the massage room. So your quality of touch in the massage room that's much better. You're not fatigued. You're not tired. You don't have all these emotional burdens weighing on you because you have taken care of yourself. But then also outside of the massage room, you have much more energy to go play, to go enjoy your life if you have been diligent about your self-care. And the other thing, which is number one thing that my students tell me, I always ask them, why should we do self-care? Why are you in this class? And they say, well, to avoid burnout. And it's true. There, there's so much burnout in this career. You know, we have something called compassionate fatigue because we are compassionate people. People who end up being massage therapists really care about other people and they do so at their own detriment. And that's just really sad because if we're supposed to be caring for other people, we need to care for ourselves first. And if we don't, then our career is really short three years, five years, seven years, Hmm. you know, don't you want to be a massage therapist till you're 80, 90? I know I do. Uh I'm not going to be doing deep tissue at 80. I'm going to be doing cranial sacral. I'm thinking about the future, 
long term. I want to be a healer for the rest of my life. And if that is, if that is my goal, then self-care is paramount. And that's why I teach the self-care classes, because obviously you can tell this is my passion. Yeah. Well, that's why I brought you in. Yeah. So when you do these classes, what are some of the most typical responses you hear from therapists when you say, what is self-care? What are like the lists they give you? Well, the, the typical responses are getting a massage. And they always say it like that, getting a massage, because they know they should be getting regular massages, <laughs> and they are not getting regular massages. So all massage therapists know, know this. So that's the number one response. The second response is taking care of my hands. Hmm. My hands and my forearms, uh, shoulders. You know, I think of upper body, of course, because we use our hands in our profession. And yes, that is very important. Getting a massage regularly. Yes, that is very important. One one comment that my students respond when I ask them about what self-care is, they say, uh, getting sleep. And, and I wasn't expecting that at all. And it's just because I love sleep so much. I, <laughs> I, get, I get eight to nine hours of sleep every night. Hmm. And I forget that there are people who don't. Right. You know, there are, there are students who say they only get four hours of sleep a night. Hmm. Six to four hours. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is your number one priority. If you are not getting seven to eight hours of sleep a night, that's where you need to begin with your self-care. You need to make sure that happens. And in my class, we build steps. You know, when you go cooking, you follow the recipe. We have to create a recipe that is unique for our life. So each of my students, I, I have them share with me, with the class, what are their struggles in self-care? And then I'm able to show them how to overcome those obstacles in their lives, their personal lives. Because not everyone can do self-care the same way. Not everyone is starting from the same place. Well, not everyone's starting from the same place, but you agree that there are some basic tenets of self-care yeah. that apply to everyone. Sleep is one of them. Sleep is one of them. Yes. So do you have a box in which you put like the most important, the primary self-care elements and then there is another box or a couple other boxes that are secondary that are good to have that are important for long-term sustainability but are not like the most primary foundational i like your box idea i will do that yeah yeah okay little little pyramid right Mm -hmm. like the food pyramid Mm -hmm. yeah the basics are sleep food (laughs) <laughs> a lot of people don't eat throughout the day. Yeah. Maybe they'll skip breakfast and lunch and have a huge dinner. Mm. Maybe they'll just have little snacks throughout the day. But that's not going to sustain you for your labor-intensive career. You know, so I think sleep and food would go in the top box. Okay. For sure. So what are some of the aspects of self-care that therapists don't often think of? We talked about the ones that they do say. What are the ones the ones that they don't say that they're not aware of? We'll start with that most common thing that students say, I need to get a massage. You don't have to go pay for a massage once a week. You can give yourself a massage once a week and pay for a massage once a month. People forget that all you have to do is rub some oil on your hands and rub them up and down your arms. It is so easy to luxuriate in the sensation of rubbing oil on your skin. 
okay? There's a practice in Ayurvedic medicine called Abhyanga. And that's all it is. You're rubbing oil all over your body from the top of your scalp, your shoulders, your arms, your hands, your legs, your butt, your belly, your feet. And you're supposed to take your time and you're supposed to enjoy it. And what does that do? Same thing that a Swedish massage does. You tell me. What does it do? It causes relaxation. It reduces stress. Mm -hmm. It helps you sleep better. Mm -hmm. It lowers your heart rate. Yes. You got it. Exactly. Everybody knows this, but we don't do it. How often do you take a shower and you're like, ooh, I should really put on some lotion. You just brush it on really fast, put on your clothes, and you're out the door. That's if you put lotion on. If you put lotion on, right? (laughs) So that's one thing that... Um, you can do for self-care that you don't really think about. You kind of take it for granted, Mm. okay? The other things are knowing your limits physically, like how much energy output can your body take? Right. Very personal. This is very personal. You cannot compare yourself to other people in this way. You, Haley, I don't know how many massages a week you can do, but that's not the number of massages a week I can do. So I can't be comparing myself to the other massage therapists around me. I have to pay attention to my body and realize, oh, that fifth massage today really, really made me feel spent. This is an interesting concept, right? Because it takes self-care out of something I should be doing and into something I shouldn't be doing. Right? Oh, it's a, it's, yes. it's a subtraction rather as an addition. Oftentimes people get overwhelmed at the idea of self-care because yes. it's another thing I have to do. Yes. Yes. And yet this is, in fact, the other way. It's a thing I get to not do. Exactly. Some more space, some more time. Yes. And we'll get more into this later. It comes with our culture. Hmm. Okay? Okay. Working hard culture. But the other thing I wanted to mention was being financially secure is hmm. an aspect of self-care that people don't think about. They forget that whatever debt they have is weighing on them all the time and creating stress. So... Getting your finances together is going to help you have less stress, which is taking care of yourself. If you need to hire somebody to help you do that, there are business mentors who will do this for free. You can find them. You can look them up. They're like old, retired, nice folks who just want to help you be an entrepreneur, and they will help you with your finances. How do you find them? Online. Online. Just Google (laughs) old, retired... Want to help me for free business person? Business mentors, business professionals. But what also falls into being financially secure is asking for what will make you happy. And this is your massage rates. You need to ask for what will make you feel like that hour was worth your time. Hmm. Okay. And so there's a lot of different mathematical equations that you could do with this, like how much are my expenses and my budget and how much do I need to make every month and how many massages does that turn out to be per week, etc. Right. And so you have to do that homework because doing that homework sets you on a path where you feel financially secure. And then all the other self-care stuff that you do will, will benefit you more because you don't have that stress hanging over your head. Mm-hmm. You're talking about structure. You're talking about a, a financial structure that you can understand that you have created and that leads to a to predictable outcome, one that yes. you are not in debt or not losing money or mm-hmm. not stressed about money. Where you feel that you are in control. Mm. Yeah. 
So why do you think that these particular aspects are forgotten or not thought of by massage therapists? Why do we focus on, I need a massage versus I need to make sure that my sleep is good, that my diet is good, that my finances are in order? Okay, well, let's start with sleep and food and all that. People get busy. That's their reason for not eating or for not getting enough sleep. I'm busy. I have so many things to do. Why do you have so many things to do? You gave yourself those things to do. Okay? There are things that happen in life that we don't have control over. And then there are the things that we do have control over. So we have to make sure that we don't put too much on our plate. Can you give me an example of the things that we do have control over that we put in our place and I put on our plate? Like, let's say you have extended family living in the same town, and you just say yes whenever they need you to help them out with this or that or the other. If you notice something, someone is asking you for more than you feel comfortable giving, you set a boundary. You want to help them, so you say, hey, how about every other Wednesday I take you to the grocery store? Or every once a month I'll let you take my car for the weekend. You know, like whatever is pulling on you and you feel like it's too much pulling on you, set a boundary with it and then you're in control and that frees up the rest of your time. It's not unpredictable anymore. That makes sense. I, I, I know that this happens, especially around time. People feel like they don't have enough time because they have these things to do that are often relics from previous times. It's a tradition. It's a habit that I do this thing. I always do this thing. Therefore, I need to do it. Mm-hmm. And it, they don't ever question, why do I do this? It's a habit. It's a habit. It becomes, I need to go to the mm-hmm. grocery store three times a week, or I need to go to the movies with my friend on Friday because I've always done it. Yeah. As opposed to maybe we do this once a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Setting your boundaries so that you have control over your own schedule. Freeing up time. To take care of yourself. Yes. So about food and time, it's about creating more space. Mm-hmm. What about for the others? Well, I think we talked about the others, like financial success, you know, asking for what you're worth. So why do people not think about that? Mm-hmm. I, think, I think there is a, there's this subject of self-worth that is not talked about. In our culture. And I feel like there's a taboo around it. Like if you're trying to work on your self-confidence, if someone hears you say that, they might think, oh, what's wrong with them? You know? But it's like, no, it's, it's real. You, you have to look within. You have to ask those really hard questions about why am I not asking for more when I know I should be paid more. And it helps to talk to somebody about that. If it's just you in your own head, you're, you're going to go around in circles. You know, and you might have a business mentor who you can talk to about that. Or maybe you have another sort of mentor. I have a mentor. She can help me look inside and she can ask me those tough questions. Why are you doing that? You know, and she gets down to the real issues. Issues that stem from like your childhood. So this is why people don't necessarily ask these questions about finances and hook them up to self-care because if they do, they have to 
do some deeper digging. Yeah. Uncomfortable digging. Very uncomfortable. Mm. The hard work. The hard work. Yes. Yeah. That would make sense that people avoid that question. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the long term, if you want... If you want success, if you want sustainability, it may mean that you have to answer some hard questions. Mm-hmm. And we all know that when you get through a hard question, you're ultimately a little bit better for it. It's true. Even if it kind of sucks going through it. Yeah. So why is it so hard for massage therapists to make self-care part of their routine? <laughs> well, the first thing that I think about is um, ambition. We're too ambitious. Hmm. We live in a culture where you just want to climb up, 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 make the most money you can. But maybe that's not what's really important. You do need to make enough. And like I said earlier, you can do those math equations to figure out what is enough so that you can schedule time for yourself to take care of yourself. And that's we're not taught to do that in school, in university, by our parents. You know, it's all about what, what's your career going to be? What's your profession going to be? How much are you going to make? You know, and are you trying hard enough? Like, when I first became a massage therapist, it was all about the hustle. It was like, get as many clients as I can. Hey, I'm a massage therapist. You need a massage? Hey, I'm a massage therapist. Hey, looks like you need a massage. You know, I'm always trying to find clients and scheduling them whenever it was good for them. Not for me. I was working late, ending a massage at 9 p.m. That's ridiculous. You shouldn't have to do that. You should enjoy your evenings. Scheduling massages on the weekends. Scheduling massages when... You thought you were going to have a day off, but oh, no, 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 this is income. I can take it. I should. I should. That's, that's not putting yourself first. You know what I mean? That's putting income first. That's putting climbing the ladder first. Mm-hmm. So if culture is not going to help us, if our role modeling is not going to help us, what do we have to lean on? What, what, what are we using to avoid that? To avoid culture? Yeah. What do we lean on to not fall into that trap? So in my classes, I teach them that routine is essential. If you build self-care into your daily routine, then it will happen. If you write it down the same way you write down a client or put them in your little iPhone, okay? You have to, <clears throat> you have to write it down so that it happens. And this is what I do in my class. I make my students write out their daily routine. Okay, now, what can you take out, right? What's too much? And what are you going to put in? Let's start with just five minutes meditation. Let's start with five minutes of breathing. Okay? Or let's do ten minutes of abhyanga, rubbing the oil on yourself. Something really tiny. And you put it in your daily routine. And you do it. Just that one thing. Once again, our culture makes us ambitious. We think, oh, I'm going to do self-care. I'm going to do it right. So I'm going to do abhyanga in the morning, and then I'm going to make a shake, and then I'm going to go to kickboxing, and then I'm going to have a nap, and then I'm going to, you know, have a massage, and you just want to do everything all at once. Nothing is going to happen because you're going to get overwhelmed. So what do you find is the most unexpected benefit of self-care? 
More time to write my newsletter. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I have more time in general. I took a three-day weekend at the beginning of 2017, and now I have a three-day weekend every weekend. So I really enjoy that because I feel rested. I feel like I have that extra energy to do other things, like scrub my porch. I scrubbed my porch yesterday, and I was happy about it. I wasn't rushing. I wasn't stressed that I had to squeeze it in somewhere. It was like, oh, yeah, it's about time to do that. Because it was like I did nothing, and then I rested. How Mm. awesome is that? That's pretty awesome. Who gets to do that? You have to make it happen. Mm -hmm. No one's going to make it happen for you. Well, one of the reasons why people want to go into massage therapy is because it's flexible because they can control mm. their own schedule. Right. And if you're just working all the time, you might as well be working for someone. Yeah. And if you work for yourself, yes. then at least you have the option mm-hmm. to do this. And yeah. if you don't take that option, then why are you doing it? Exactly. And I think the most awesome unexpected benefit is that I have two mentors now and I, I wasn't even looking for them. And I wasn't, how did that spring from self-care? I have the time to go see them, right? One of my mentors is for cranial therapy. I get regular sessions from her and mentoring sessions where I bring a body in and she helps me, you know? And, and the other one is, is my, um, my energy uh, mentor. And she helps me with all the other things that I need to... The more difficult questions. The more difficult questions. Yeah. And, and I have the time and the, the resources inside. I have the, that energy to deal with those things and to hone my skills and, and grow. Whereas before when I was just like a workaholic, I wasn't doing any of that other stuff. I was just working. Hmm. Yeah. So that's it for you. But what about for other people? Some of the most surprising benefits people have found. It's easier for them to talk about uh, homework with their clients, self-care for their clients. Because they they can own their own self-care so they can talk about it with their own clients. Yeah. Cool. And and the category of self-care has opened up. It's not just stretches. Oh, my client needs a stretch, but I don't have a stretch for them. Hmm. But I know what they really need is sleep. So maybe I'll suggest rolling around on the foam roller for 10 minutes before bed. That might help with sleep. So in your trainings, what do you find is the most surprising method of self-care for your students? The one that they were not expecting, but were really excited to learn about. Making their calendar of self-care. They did not expect to be doing that in class. I, I print out a calendar that has the four weeks of a month and I print it out four times. So they have to write down reality as of right now. Like what does my self care look like right now? And a lot of times there's a lot of like blank space. And then I, I make them fill out a calendar of all the things they wish they would do self care things they wish they would do. And that's like, of course, very full. Yeah. Yeah. And then they do another one. Um, which is just fun stuff, hobbies, things that they don't even particularly think of as self-care, like going skiing or going hiking or, you know, just bungee jumping, whatever you like to do for fun, all of the different things you like to do for fun and schedule them in as if you were really going to do them. And that's like an awesome and fun thing. 
And then the last calendar, they have to put in what they might be able to achieve. And so that's like, oh, maybe I'll do a chiropractic appointment once a month, or maybe I'll do Abhyanga in the morning uh, once a week. Or That way they can actually start to see, like, what is the ideal in my mind? What is reality? And what can I make work? Right. You're, you're, you're creating a tangible structure where they're stretching themselves yes. to ask for more for themselves. Yes. Well, that's fun. Very well put. Yeah. Yeah. So... When are you doing your next training? I'm doing it August 27th, which is a Sunday, from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. at McKinnon Body Therapy Center. In Oakland. In Oakland, yeah. Can I come? Absolutely. All right. Yeah, I'd love to have you there and all of your listeners. Okay. (laughs) I'll see if they'll come too. Yeah. So what is your most favorite thing about teaching your self-care training class? Role-playing. Role-playing? Role-playing. I find it very enjoyable. Okay. Do your students find it enjoyable? No, I. some of them are like, oh, really? I, I'm i not into role-playing. That's, but, that's what I get a yeah, lot when I try yeah, to do yeah, role-playing. Yeah. But after we do it, always, 100% of people say, that was really helpful. It's because I think it stretches them. Mm. It's the same thing. It's a, it, it, it digs at something that's a little bit difficult. It's the yes. Same reason why they don't ask the hard questions about the finances. Mm. They don't want to do the role playing because mm. it means they have to stretch themselves emotionally and mentally in, in a small way. Yeah. Wow. So they enjoy it and you enjoy it. Yeah. And that's your favorite part. Yes. Okay. Is yeah. it because of the, the stretch that they feel, the, the resistance and then the breakthrough that you enjoy it? I, I enjoy it because it's something that I wish I had done more of before I had to learn on the job. Right. It's just, it makes me feel so good to see other people getting out, getting out those uh, jitters and all the uh, mistakes in speech, you know? It's like you're with a client and they ask you for a discount and you're just like, okay, you know, in real life because you can't muster up the courage yet. Because you haven't said no and here's why seven times in before yeah. in class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I get to see them practicing in class and, and I know, cool, when this happens in real life, they're set. Nice. Yeah. Cool. All right, Flo. Well, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That was really fun. All right. Until next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go ahead and review it on iTunes. And if you have any questions that you had wished I had asked or topics you want me to cover in the future please visit the website at www.housethepressure.com where you can send me an email and hopefully I can include it. Until next time, be good and be well.